This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11512 MHz vertical polarization azimuth 16 degrees east symbol rate 29950 mega symbols per second standard DVB S2 modulation 8 PSK Audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, this is Daniel Bills at the microphone with the news. The headlines. Romanian President Klaus Johannes is today meeting Romanian entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley, the USA. Romania's foreign minister, Bogdan Aurescu, has handed over the mandate of the Presidency of Community of Democracies to the Foreign Minister of Canada, Melanie Jolly. And until Tuesday, four regions in southern and eastern Ukraine will be voting to join the Russian Federation. Romanian President Klaus Johannes is today meeting Romanian entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley, USA. Johannes earlier met members of the Romanian community on the West Coast and told them that Romania is in a complicated situation now, created by the war in neighboring Ukraine, but that the country is doing well and the economy is growing. According to Johannes, Romania has received nearly two million and a half refugees from that country and has eased Ukraine's grain exports. 60% of Ukraine's grain exports have so far been done via Romania and we are making efforts to increase this quantity, Johannes said. He said the almost 450,000 Romanians who are living in the USA are making an extraordinarily important bridge between the two countries. The community of Romanians in the USA is the fifth largest after those from Italy, Britain and Germany. We recall that on Tuesday and Wednesday, Johannes handed the Romanian delegation attending the UN General Assembly. Romania's Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu has handed over the mandate of the Presidency of Community of Democracies to the Foreign Minister of Canada, Melanie Jolly, during a ceremony held in New York on the sidelines of the UN General Assembly. Aurescu reviewed the highlights of the three-year mandate of the Romanian Presidency of the aforementioned body, adding that during these three years, Democracies, human and international rights faced a lot of challenges, such as the COVID-19 pandemic and the unjustified military aggression against Ukraine. According to him, under the Romanian presidency and with his support, a group of member states on February the 24th endorsed a declaration voicing their support for the democracy sovereignty and territorial integrity of Ukraine within its internationally recognized borders. 
At the same time, the signatory countries have firmly condemned the ongoing Russian aggression against Ukraine and have unequivocally voiced their support for the Ukrainian people in its democratic aspirations. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has called on Russians to resist the partial military mobilization announced by President Putin. According to Zelensky, 55,000 Russian troops have been killed in this war. Want more? No? Then protest, fight back, run away or surrender to the Ukrainian army, Zelensky says in a video message in Russian language. He has accused the Russian citizens they are accomplices to the crimes their troops are committing against the Ukrainians. Clashes between the two armies have carried on both in the south and eastern Ukraine. In another development, four regions in southern and eastern Ukraine, under Moscow's total and partial control, are to vote in a referendum to join Russia until Tuesday. The polls, hastily organized after being announced this week, have been widely condemned in the West as illegitimate. Romania's National Eleven is tonight playing Finland in an away game counting towards Group 3 in the nation's B League. On Monday, the Romanians will be up against Bosnia in Bucharest, their last match in the group. Some newspapers in Bucharest say this could be our national side's last match with selector Edward Iordanescu at helm due to their poor performances in the league where Romania currently ranks last with only one win and three defeats after Finland, Montenegro and Bosnia. Sources with the General Inspectorate of the Romanian Border Police have announced that 82,152 persons entered Romania on Thursday, of whom 10,594 are Ukrainian nationals, 5.4% more than in the previous day. According to the same sources, since February the 10th this year, two weeks before the Russian invasion, 2,388,009 Ukrainians have entered Romania. And that was the news from Radio Romania International in Bucharest. The US dollar continues to appreciate, with the exchange rate against the Romanian currency passing 5 lei for $1 for the first time on Thursday. I'm Cristina Mateescu with this report by Mihai Pelin. The US dollar reached an all-time high against the Romanian currency, passing 5 lei on Thursday and outperforming the euro, which was officially 4.94 lei. The exchange rate published by the National Bank of Romania is an indicator of many factors, from the international political context to the level of trust in international markets. It must be noted, however, that the central bank in Bucharest calculates the dollar-low exchange rate based on the dollar's international exchange rates against the euro, which, like other currencies, has also been depreciating against the US dollar, with investors fearing that the European Union's economy may suffer from the consequences of the war in Ukraine. 
The turbulence on the hard currency market has further increased after the Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered a partial call-up of reservists, which paves the way for a major escalation of the conflict. The war has entered its seventh month, and Russia is losing ground on the battlefield. Traditionally, in times of big economic crises, the US dollar is the preferred currency of investors, who have more faith in the resilience of the United States economy. Moreover, the Federal Reserve, the central bank of the United States, has been raising the interest rate at a more intense pace than the Central European Bank in its fight against the inflation rate, which has reached alarmingly high levels. The dollars passing the 5 lei exchange rate brings an unhoped-for gain for people who keep their savings in dollars and for companies exporting to the US and other countries that use the dollar in transactions. On the other hand, the higher low dollar exchange rate makes Romania's imports in dollars more expensive, deepening the trade deficit and the current account deficit and causing imported inflation. Companies with loans in dollars are also affected by the appreciation of this currency. In Romania, the effects will be felt especially in respect of imports of raw materials, including oil, and will probably also be reflected at some point in the price of fuel at filling stations, despite some slight price reductions seen recently, especially for petrol, as a result of lower oil prices on international markets. There will also be more pressure on the price of imports from a series of countries from outside the European Union, especially the United States, including in the area of cars and electrical equipment. Finally, travels and holidays to certain countries, including some of the Romanians' preferred destinations like Egypt and Turkey, will most likely become more expensive. With respect to the macroeconomic indicators, the dollar's appreciation will be reflected in the rise in the cost of the state's loans in dollars and the share of the foreign debt in the gross domestic product. The energy crisis is generated by the large gap between supply and demand, an energy regulatory authority official claims. I'm Vlad Palku with a report by Roxana Vasile. The crisis on the energy market is the result of a gap between demand and supply, the latter being a lot lower. The vice president of the National Energy Regulatory Authority, Zoltan Nogibege, claims. The Romanian says there are two solutions to the problem, expanding the supply from cheap sources that should lead to a drop in prices or lowering the demand, which requires energy efficiency measures and eliminating energy waste both for businesses and household consumers. Meanwhile, against the soaring prices for gas and electricity, some Romanians decided to buy wood to heat their homes this winter. But the price for firewood also went up, exceeding 100 euro per cubic meter. The authorities want to cap the price, as they did for gas and electricity, but also to ban the export of certain wood products and derivatives. The government will take a decision next week, Environment Minister Tansoj Barna says. Foresters' associations have disagreed with the measure, saying the best solution would be to hand out vouchers to those who want to buy wood. In many cases, however, forestry agencies sell firewood under 100 euro per cubic meter. 
If the authorities introduce a cap, this would not help household consumers. Parliament is also discussing the latest emergency decree in this field. The cap on electricity prices introduced by the government is not set depending on monthly consumption, but on the average monthly price of last year. Therefore, as no one provided any explanation as to how the price is calculated, some Romanians ended up receiving high bills they can't explain. The government subsidy scheme might undergo a number of changes, hopefully to the benefit of the population. The ruling coalition also expanded the list of beneficiaries of the current scheme, although it left out farmers. As a result, Farmers Association submitted an open letter calling for lower electricity prices. They have warned that otherwise price hikes will be inevitable and the domestic market will become fully reliant on external markets. There is also a risk that some countries might introduce a ban on exports in the event of a global food crisis. And that has wrapped up our newscast. Focus on Romania. Next up in this broadcast, it's Song of the Day. Listen to Denis Robesh, also known to the public as the Motans, with the song Café de Flore. Eram gata să-ți dau totul din puținul pe care îl aveam. Acum am tot ce mi-am dorit, ciudat, dar nu vreau să-ți mai ofer nimic Pentru tine am fost doar un scurt metraj, în care adevărul poartă machiaj Filmul meu a fost cu totul diferit și deși sunt bun actor, nu eu n-am jucat nimic Am îndrăgit fără să vreau, muzica pe care o ascultai Sunt amintiri frumoase, dar nu le mai duc vreun dor Deși din când în când ascult cafe de flori Din bar în bar, din toamnă în toamnă Pumnii mei s-au desfăcut în palme Din amintiri și rănceador Nu a rămas decât cafe de flori Din bar în bar, din toamnă în toamnă Pumnii mei s-au desfăcut în palme Din amintiri și rănceador Se mai aude doar cafe de flori Trebuia să te ridici când eu te-am invitat la dans Și dacă tu ai fi făcut măcar un pas Viața noastră ar fi fost ca arta în renesans Dar asta e doar o teorie Ce-ți pasă ție? De fapt ce-mi pasă mie? Te-am lăsat în trecut și acum Acum ești doar o melodie Dacă ai fi suportat Singurătatea mea dumneat Din mărul tău aș fi mușcat Ce păcat, ce păcat 
Nebunia ta ar fi putut să-mi fie leac Din bar în bar, din toamnă în toamnă Pumnii mei s-au desfăcut în palme Din amintiri și rângedor Nu a rămas decât cafe de flori Din bar în bar, din toamnă în toamnă Pumnii mei s-au desfăcut în palme Din amintiri și rângedor Se mai aude doar cafe de flori You are listening to Radio Romania International. The future starts today. Hello and welcome to our geopolitics feature. I am Kalim Kotsoyu. The risk of a recession has been the highest after July 2020, against worries that an energy crisis during the winter would shrink economic activity, according to economists with Bloomberg. Homes and companies in Europe are already preparing for possible energy rationing, after Russia choked off gas deliveries to the continent. In parallel, they are struggling with record inflation and supply chain blockages. Polling in the business sector indicates that activity has been going down since July. At the same time, inflation is expected to reach a peak of 9.6% in the last three months of the year, almost five times above the target set by the European Central Bank. Romania, a country that still aspires to join the Eurozone, is facing difficulties too. In a National Bank report from a month ago, it is said that inflation is rising fast and has gone above 15% against shocks caused by the exorbitant price of energy, fuel, and the growing price of foodstuffs. Speaking on Radio Romania, economics professor Mircea Kosha said that inflation has likely not reached the highest point this year. We will be seeing a rise in inflation. Not too much, not spectacularly so, but it will grow. For the time being, the important factors leading to this rise have not diminished in importance. For energy, we don't have any good news. Russia turning off the gas had a negative effect. However, I am more interested in the situation in Romania. This figure of 15.3% is a sort of average price for many products. Right now, we are interested in basics consumed by the population the most. We are talking about food. In this case, inflation is much higher. There is a rise which, by some calculations, may be even higher than 28 to 30 percent. 
The question is what to do to temper this inflation that affects the products that the Romanian population consumes the most. We can't perform miracles, but something can be done by forcing higher provisions on the Romanian food market. If the executive manages to push to the market more Romanian products, increasing supplies, as explained by Professor Kosha, imports would go down, which would allow inflation to reduce. Otherwise, he doesn't believe that inflation can go down over the next few months. It may start trending down towards the half of next year if Russia were forced by circumstances to restart sending natural gas to Europe. Here is Mircea Kosha once again. For the time being, they found a workaround by sending it to China and India. But this does not cover what they would have earned by sending it to Europe. For the time being, Russia is the clear winner in terms of income, after sanctions imposed by Europe. But this is only temporary. Russia's economic situation is worsening by the day, and in the end it has to get back to what is most important, which is revenues. In trade terms, Russia is poorly developed. It lives off of primary exports of energy and raw materials. However, so far the situation in politics is dire. I don't believe we will see a moderation in inflation. On the contrary, we could see a rise. Meanwhile, prices continue rising in Romania, even though it is at a slower pace. Romanians are having a harder time coping with the hikes, especially since their income has been stagnant or has been boosted to a small degree, way below the rate of inflation. According to economic analyst Adrian Negrescu, this inflation is completely disconnected from the standard of living in Romania and the economic situation. Yes, inflation affects everyone's pockets, each and every one of us. We are paying more in supermarkets, I've said it time and again. Visiting a store has become like going to a museum. We just admire the products. Or, if we buy, we buy by the ounce. Beyond this situation of people's pockets being affected by the inflation, the big problems right now, it seems to me, are the inflation in the economic and production areas. The rising prices right off the factory gate by more than 50% is a harbinger of a continuing inflationary storm that we have been feeling for the last few months and which will worsen. We won't easily get rid of inflation because unfortunately we won't take the necessary measure to curb two of the essential components of this inflationary mechanism. The first is the energy area where we just put some ointment on a sick man almost in a coma, which is what the Romanian economy looks like. We didn't take the necessary measures to ward off price hikes through fiscal measures. Secondly, there is the commerce issue in Romania, which unfortunately is another area of speculation based more and more on imports. Negrescu added that inflation is like an elastic band, which may break if stretched too much, meaning that companies would become unable to sell merchandise and services, leading to a blockage in the whole economy. This has been the Future Stars Today.
You are tuned to Radio Romania International broadcasting from Bucharest. Report of the day. Welcome to cultural event with Mila Kramiora Simeon. Today I'll be talking about Timpurești, an online game on urban heritage. The time children spend in front of the smartphone, computer or television screens seems to be one of the big reasons of concern for the current generations of parents. The need to limit this period consumes parents' energy and their effort is practically useless. Starting from this reality, the association Dadeche, but why in English, which is an association dedicated to cultural and pro-heritage education, thought of using the time spent by children in front of the screens precisely to bring them closer to history and the arts. This is how Timpurești, a traveler through Bucharest, the first digital educational game based on heritage elements of the Bucharest of yore and today, was born. This is a project made by the Dadeche Association in collaboration with the Bucharest Museum. The writer Yulia Jordan, the representative of the Dadeche Association, tells us about how the game emerged. E stata pentru noi prima experiență digitală integrală. A fost o aventură să creăm acest joc, fiind ceva atât de nou pentru It's the first full digital experience for us. It was an adventure to create this game, being something very new for our team. But we tried to put in it many of the things we know from experience, from meetings with children, and somehow to offer an opportunity to travel not only in the history of the city, but also to offer some cultural landmarks, because when they go out for a walk with their family, children will be able to recognize and identify the various places they pass by. In the preliminary workshops for this project, we found that the children were very curious about the city and the heritage sites in the city, but they became really intrigued only after we presented some things about these places, because they did not have these cultural landmarks. I mean the 60-70 children whom we met. And I would like to mention that they were from an art school in downtown Bucharest, but they had no other cultural landmarks besides the Antipa Museum and the Athenaeum. Therefore, we thought of widening their horizon to include more landmarks that over time have somehow marked the history of the city and that we consider important. In addition to the Antipa Museum and the Romanian Athenaeum, the game also includes Shutsu Palace and the headquarters of the Bucharest Museum. We introduced a wider part about Dumbovica River, a subject that I personally like very much, because this river was much more spectacular in other epochs. It had tributaries, there were all kinds of lakes scattered around the city, It was a completely different space, so we decided to show the children this aspect, and we managed to do it with a very beautiful map drawn by the artist Maria Surducan, who created all the beautiful illustrations in the game. The game also includes various parks, other heritage buildings, other places that unfortunately no longer exist, such as the Frinsley Court. It is mentioned and drawn in the form it had back at the respective epoch. Somehow, we grouped all these places into four epochs, as we call them, going back a bit in history to the first official documentation of the city. 
and that's all from cultural event. Next in this program, sports. Welcome to Sports Weekend. I'm Vlad Palku. At the World Rowing Championships in Ratice, the Czech Republic, Romanian athletes qualified to six finals on Thursday. Yonel Kozimiuk won the first semi-final of the women's single lightweight, with a lead of nearly three seconds over the runner-up. Kozimiuk finished the race in 7.42 minutes. In the first semi-final of the women's double skull event, the pair, made up of Denisa Tlvescu and Ioana Vrincianu, ranked first with 7.11 minutes. In the men's double skull event, Marius Kozmiuk and Sergiu Bejan ranked second in the first semi-final with 6.28 minutes, shortly behind the crew from Great Britain. In the second semi-final of the women's quad skull event, Madalina Beres, Roxana Angel, Magdalena Russo and Amalia Beres ranked second with 6.46 minutes. The men's quad skull crew, made up of Mihaiza Tsiganescu, Mugurel Semchuk, Stefan Berariu and Florin Lehac, finished the first semi-final in second place with 6.3 minutes, shortly behind the Netherlands. The men's four crew, made up of Mihai Kiruza, Ciprian Tudosa, Ioan Brundanu and Florin Marian Enake, also secured a place in the final after coming in second in the second semi-final with 5.49 minutes. The World Roaming Championships will be held from Friday to Sunday. Representing Romania are 11 crews and 35 athletes. In news from men's handball, Dinamo Bucharest drew 38 all against Gudme of Denmark in Group A of Champions League in a match hosted by Odense. The Romanian champions were very close to securing a win, but the hosts scored a last-minute equaliser. Dinamo thus grabbed its first point in this year's edition of Champions League. The top scorer for Dinamo was Andriy Akimenko of Ukraine with seven goals. In the next fixture on September 28th, Dinamo will play Telecom Vesprem of Hungary away from home. In the Women's EHF Champions League in Group A, CSM Bucharest will play Bittigheim of Germany at home on Sunday. After the first two rounds, three teams rank first, each with four points. Bittigheim, Vipers Christian Sand of Norway and CSM. In Group B, Rapid Bucharest will play Kastamonu of Turkey on Sunday. Gyor of Hungary tops the group tables with four points, followed by Metz of France and Rapid Bucharest, each with three points. And this has been all in Sports Weekend. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to a new RRI program devoted to classical music. Romanian capital Bucharest last week hosted the prestigious international contest George Enescu. Romania had two musicians in the contest's violin section selected out of 21 candidates. In the beginning of this program, we invited to listen to one of them, violinist Stefana Produ, who is currently performing his own composition entitled Concerto No. 1 for Violin. Thank you. 
This honorary program devoted to classical music ends with the Concerto for Violin in D minor by Jan Sibelius. Performing is the Mikhail Jura Orchestra in Baku, conducted by Ovidiu Balan, and Valentin Sherban, winner of the violin section of the previous edition of the Georgianescu International Contest.
Living Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next, Through the Looking Glass. Hello and welcome to a new edition of Through the Looking Glass. I'm your host, Elena Enake. Well, leaders and dignitaries have been paying tribute to Queen Elizabeth II, who has died at the age of 96. They have honored her resilience, her sense of duty, and her kindness. The EU Council and Commission presidents, as well as the EU High Representative, also paid homage to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth and her remarkable achievements on the sad day of her passing. In a letter to King Charles III, European Council President Charles Michael said, quote, For us in the European Union, her reign covered almost the full arc of post-war European integration. We will always remember her contribution to reconciliation among our nations after the Second World War and the Cold War. She had experienced the devastation of the Second World War and knew the importance of trust and cooperation among our countries. We will do our part to carry on her legacy, her special legacy of building bridges and of building trust among nations." Unquote. In her turn, the European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen paid tribute to the Queen's courage and devotion in serving her country as a source of great strength to many and as an anchor of stability in the hardest times. While the EU's High Representative for Foreign Affairs and Security Policy, Joseph Borrell, praised Her Majesty's unique contribution to building peace and reconciliation. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Ursula von der Leyen, President of the European Commission, will deliver her third State of the Union address on September 14, 2022. The State of the Union Address, also known as the State of the European Union, is the annual speech addressed by the President of the European Commission to the European Parliament Plenary Session in September. The State of the Union Address of the European Union was instituted by the Lisbon Treaty with the 2010 Framework Agreement on Relations between the European Parliament and the European Commission. The framework agreement also stipulates that the President of the European Commission sends a letter of intent to the President of the European Parliament and the Presidency of the Council of the European Union that sets out in detail the actions the European Commission intends to take by means of legislation and other initiatives until the end of the following year. The address is then followed by a plenary debate on the political situation of the Union, the so-called State of the Union debate. 
A report on the European Commission's achievements has been posted on the institution's website. The document mentions that through two historic world events that have marked the last year, the coronavirus pandemic and Russia's cruel war against Ukraine, Europe has stood united both in its fight against the virus and beside Ukraine's people. First came COVID-19. The pandemic has taken a heavy toll, but countless lives have been saved. According to the report, thanks to the European Commission's vaccine strategy, 83.4% of the adult population in the EU has received primary vaccination against the disease. The EU is the world's biggest provider of vaccines against COVID-19. And the EU Digital COVID Certificate has protected the fundamental right to free movement becoming a global standard. For the first time in its history, the European Commission has raised massive resources from capital markets to support economic recovery and reforms in the member states. The recovery plan Next Generation EU has given new confidence in the future to families, businesses and investors in the EU and the pandemic response has not only made Europe more resilient to COVID-19 and future health threats, but also strengthened the resilience of democracy and the economy on the continent. Then came Russia's unprovoked and unjustified aggression against Ukraine. An entire continent has mobilized to support Ukrainians. With unprecedented speed and unity, the EU imposed severe sanctions on Vladimir Putin's war machine. Supported by partners from across the world, the sanctions are taking a heavy toll on Russia's economy and are damaging the Kremlin's ability to wage the war. The EU has cut Russia's access to the international financial system by expelling it from SWIFT, is freezing and seizing the assets of Kremlin-linked oligarchs, and is crippling Russia's military-industrial complex by cutting its access to advanced technologies, the report also says. In parallel, the Commission has put forward Repower EU, Europe's groundbreaking plan to cut its dependency on Russian fossil fuels. The EU is diversifying its energy supplies, increasing energy efficiency and accelerating the rollout of renewable energy. The green transition is not only good for the health of people and the planet, but also strengthens Europe's energy security. The European Union's answer to the great challenges we face is guided by democratic values and the sustainable development goals and based on an economy that works for people. The EU has the strongest labor market in decades because the European Commission helped member states support workers and businesses during the lockdowns. And with next generation EU, Europe is investing in European industry, infrastructure and jobs. According to the report, the European Chips Act proposal, for example, is building on Europe's world-class semiconductor research base to drive cutting-edge production. The Global Gateway, Europe's new global investment strategy, is helping accelerate fair green and digital transition around the world. The report posted on the European Commission's website also speaks of an arch in Europe's history that bends towards democracy and unity. 
From the defeat of fascism in 1945 to the end of the dictatorships in Greece and the Iberian Peninsula in the 1970s, and from the fall of the Berlin Wall in 1989 and the reconciliation of East and West to Ukraine's fight for freedom and democracy against Russian aggression, there is a consistent long-term drive towards more democracy in Europe. And in each instance of change, it is people, their voices, courage and demands for justice who bring about this change, the report also says. Dear friends, that's been all from today's Through the Looking Glass. I leave you in the company of music. Listen to Alexandra Ushurelu and Mircea Vintilla with a song entitled Something is Going On. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk. I am Vlad Palku. Today, Sofia Vikovanka, a folk vocalist with a career spanning over six decades, celebrates her 81st birthday anniversary. Born in Vikovul de Jos, Suchava County, Sofia Vikovanka has dedicated her life to the promotion of folk music, lore and customs. Let's listen to her with a song about autumn. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next programme for Western Europe at 1700 hours UTC on 9760 kHz in the DRM system and on 11850 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programmes tomorrow at 1100 hours UTC on 15.320 and 17.670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye.